Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oi, oi, oi. It's three points in the guff. Straight from Manchester, live and direct. Listen, three Mancunians in effect. But listen, is everybody in? Because listen, it's been a good weekend in the 0161. Three points all around. Manchester's a happy place again, despite the cold and the wet weather and all of that. But listen, we're going to start the Etihad this week. Do you know what I mean? So, Mike's, what's cracking straight in? Three points, clean sheet. Talk to me, bro. Yeah, it's a weird one this week uh, for me. It, that the 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 the, the Wolves game, um, it weren't our greatest performance. I still think we did enough to win it. I've seen a lot of the stuff going round in terms of mm, they got a lucky penalty and thinking. But to be fair, it was pretty much one way traffic for most of the game. Um, but it was one of those weird games where. Don't feel anyone really stood out, but do you know what it is at the moment? We're into that period of the season where it's the points, it's, it's the, we're getting into that crooks, that busy period, that Christmas period mm. where it's all about just getting a point over line. But in terms of the performances, um, no one really had a game where you thought, Look, he, he was at his, his outstanding best, but as a team, we just did what we do grind teams down, kept the ball moving left to right. Not as quick as we, we can when we devastate teams, but we just we did enough in it to get over yeah. the line. Bulls came there to, to park it in and that. But I, I can't complain. It's a weird one, isn't it? Like, you're losing midweek in the Champions League game and a dead rubber game. And you come to the weekend and then it's a bit like um, a 1-0 get over the line victory. But when you assess it in the week in a whole, um, as, a, as a club... Sitting, we've we've we finished top of the Champions League group there, and we finished the weekend top of the league. So I can't really sit here and complain because you're not going to get majestic performances across the course of the season. So it's one of them that I'll take. Um, nothing to write home about, and just outside of that, in general, for the City football group, really, really, what a twenty what twenty one for them, really. You have got Man City Premier League champions, New York City, uh, uh, win uh, MLS champions. You got the team that we own, Mumbai, I think it is in India. They won their league this year in Melbourne City so the City Football Group for 2021 it's been a good year really um, and like yeah. we're at the top of the league as well so in terms of a, of a footballing weekend in, it, in, in its entirety no complaints individual performances could be better 
right? Well, we're going to talk about individual performances. And yeah, you know what? You make a good point there with the CFG and all them teams like winning winning the league titles. You know what I mean? One week, we're going to dig deep into the CFG and all that because it's quite a good thing or what's going on there. But yeah, individual performances. Raheem Sterling is into the 100 club, innit? Penalty. Well, how, how, how are you finding this form of late? Because he's kind of stepped it up in it recently. Yeah, so if I'm being honest, um, for a good while, there's been a few below par performances, like where you look at him and thinking, is this guy really shot though? Like, is it, I mean, consistently poor, but other players yeah. are getting the team out of him. But to be fair, over the last three games, is that for me, out of the last three games where he's where he's been perceived to have like now nah, he's back, he's had two good games and one outstanding game. The outstanding game for me being against Watford. I think he got man of the match against Villa. Um, yeah, definitely worked. It was definitely Bernardo Silva. I think the commentator was smoking something through that pipe there. That yeah, <laughs> but yeah. But to be fair, can't complain. It feels like he's he's, he's winding his way. Back into form, so I can't complain. It like the last three games have been good, um, and like say the, the Watford game, I thought it was outstanding. He's sharp, getting a ball down, being direct, getting out of defender. And like you said, the hundred club that ain't no mean feet. It takes a lot of stick, right? It takes a lot of it yeah. to get me. And I, I'll be honest with you, I'm I'm on that boat sometimes in that because some of his stats, some of the things he does, just are beyond me. Like what? Just just it's so easy to do that. Like and he makes a meal yeah. of stuff. Joining the hundred club in all mean feet, not many do it, and he's in there, and you know. Yeah. Now, bad. real talk, real talk. You got a big up Raheem because you're right. It does. It takes a lot of stick. You know what I mean? But to be in that, to be in that, there's not many man that can say they've scored a hundred goals in the Premier League, and he's not a striker. Let's not forget. Do you get me? He's not a striker like that. Yeah, he's played the false nine position, but a lot of the time he's been a wide man. Do you know what I mean? So props to him. But listen, another hundred man. Edison, 100 clean sheets. Well, yeah, I don't know what's going on over on the blue half of Manchester, but 100 seems, seems to be the word of, like, the, num- the number of the weekend. Do you get me? Edison, another... You, you see him, though. We spoke about him a few weeks ago, innit? But I was watch- I watched your game, innit, Mike, yeah? Against Wolves, and he must have been bored out of his brain, bro. And do you know something? People always talk about concentration with the good keepers, innit? And he needed to pull off that save towards the end. Do you know what I mean? But I watched, the, like, in the first half, I seen Sterling, I seen kind of like the Cancelo dink into Sterling was kind of like the way forward. And a lot of men were talking about Grealish again, you know, quiet and all that. Is he, is he really that guy? We've touched on it a few times, but obviously, you was in the staging, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, I was I was in there. And just as you said, just touch, to touch on um, Edison and then to that. So you're quite right. Again, um, you know, he's won a few golden um, golden gloves um, in there. But like I said, that's a joint effort, really, in terms of a back four and a keeper in a team, but you get me, you've got to be there and he's collecting awards and again, for Edison to, to try that, that 100 club again, you get me. One thing I would say, um, I know we get a bit of stick about history and all this, that, the other. A lot of these, like you say, starting back from Aguero and stuff like that, you've got Sterling, Edison, a lot of these guys are actually putting a name down in history. You know, I, I don't think, yeah. I think it goes unnoticed, you know, these guys are achieving top records and that, that, you know, when you look back and, you know, you have been mm. stuff and you you debating about who done this and who done that. These men are, are putting themselves right in the record. They're playing for teams winning. They're playing for teams that are winning stuff, and they're creating records that they're not everyday things. I mean, there's some Premier League players that are known as greats that haven't achieved after stuff Raheem Sterling's done. So mm. and then mm. that as well. So but yeah, you're quite right um, in terms of that that hundred thing. It is becoming a thing that sit here. You know. 
we th- is a good number for us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In terms of Grealish, like I said, I think it was last week as well, I think I said it, I'll stand by it. He, he, he's finding his role in the team, isn't he? And at the moment, it's difficult for him when he looks around and there's a lot of man, even on the bench, that can bring to that team what he can bring in it. So, and that's yeah. not a good player. That's him trying to find out what he brings there that, that offers the team something slightly different in it or we're not getting elsewhere. And at the moment, he's still trying to find that piece. But I, I think the club are going to pursue with it. Like you say, it took Maris, Like I'll go to Maris as a prime example. We signed Maris, yeah, at the time. He was coming in. We had Leroy Sani on one side. We had Ryan Sterling on the other side. And I was again, I'll say again, I was like, well, why do we need this guy? Mm. And then all of a sudden, I think a year and a half ago, Maris was stepped up and he was flying. So hopefully it's not yeah. going to take that, that long. But um, yeah. yeah. Well, obviously, so what, so, what, so, what, so what stand was you in? South stand as per, yeah, just in the South stand. Mike, Mike, can I ask you a little bit about John Moss? Because he seems to upset everyone. <laughs> I just wanted to ask. It seems to be one of them games where, don't matter if you're a Wolves fan, if you're a City fan, if you're a neutral, like, he seems to just annoy everyone. What did you make of uh, of John Moss's performance, if you can call it that, in the middle of the park? I don't know what rule book he learnt the game from, to be honest with you. <laughs> There was, was all sorts of stuff going on in that game where I was thinking, have I missed something? Even down the time, the Wolves players went down injured. And he just couldn't get up and go. I thought the rule was always, if you go down injured and get treatment, you have to go up. Is that changed that rule or something? There's, there was all sorts of stuff going on in that game where I thought, I, I don't know, have they imported a rule book from Mars or something here? Because this kid <laughs> is just doing, he's just reffing it differently. Obviously, we were, I sit there, we were sat there, the away fans, and they, just, they, were, they were talking about his physical condition, which obviously... <laughs> you know what I mean? They, they, they were happy with that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he had, a shocker. he had an absolute shocker in every sense of the word, I personally think. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was a lot of stuff going on, didn't it? Yeah, it seemed, <laughs> it seemed that, yeah, it doesn't matter what your club was from what I saw online. I watched a little bit of the game, I didn't watch all of it. And he seems to be dishing out yellow cards left, right, and centre for all sorts. And then, yeah, he's he's one of those referees as well. Like you mentioned, his physical condition—it's an easy stick to beat him with, <laughs> you know. Like, like because of the way he looks, like he looks like a guy that shouldn't be refereeing. If I'm going to be kind, yeah, and then when he's yeah. getting decisions wrong, it's like the the first thing you're going to start commenting on if you're that way inclined is is how he looks and, and all yeah. that sort of stuff. But uh, to be fair, I think John Moss is is, is bad. About it, he shouldn't be refereeing, but there's a few other words and gestures in there as well to go with it. Yeah, I can, <laughs> yeah. I can imagine. Yeah, now yeah. nah, real talk. Now, nah, Mike, what well, actually something as well, actually, because obviously when you're in the stadium, how's that? Um, how's the rail seating thing coming on in there? Because obviously I know City have put the standing, like the standing section. Has it made a big difference in there to the to the like to the atmosphere and that, or what, or is it kind of same sameish? Not for me, because I think in that area there where you're talking about, everyone flipping stands up anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah. I think I did it as a formality. Nobody, in those areas of the ground there, nobody sits down and that. You, you sat next to the away fans and that, you're not going to sit down. or It's just not that. It's just this, that part of the ground where everyone stands up and, and gets involved, really. So, um, I suppose it just made it a bit more... Because what you'd get every now and again, I don't know if this happens at all, traffic. Is obviously what a ticket will go in that end, and someone will come, not quite know what it's about. And game will start, and they'll sit down and think, Flipping, oh, what's going on here? And then 
they kind of have, mm. to, have to stand up because everyone else is stand up and then one or two that don't get it have a bit of a, a more like, yeah, what, what, what's going on? And they soon realise that they're going to have to stand up there. Whereas, opposed with that railing stuff, it kind of solidifies actually most people around there stand up. So there's no questions. Yeah. That's kind of thing. Whereas, yeah, yeah in, the past, in the past as well, I remember it, I'll never forget it. I felt bad though, some old lady came. I um, don't know why the ticket office gave her a ticket in that part of the ground. She, she was quite old in that. She wanted to sit down and rest. Game kicked off. Mm. Everyone stood up and that. And all of them, I can't see the game. I can't, I can't see yeah. the game and that. And he was just like, oh, why? You know, yeah. So, yeah. why choice by the ticket office? So, but to be fair, she probably, I don't know where she got it from. But yeah, so, yeah. it it It's an area where people stand anyway. Um, and it's just formalised it, really. Yeah, yeah no, I hear it's, that. It's a, it's a shout because like it's the same old Trafford and my missus took my little girl the other day and we like my missus got a ticket in the standing bit at Old Trafford, so obviously we had to swap, you know, because she couldn't take it there because obviously she's always so is that formally standing oh, no. or is that is that yeah yeah it's a rail seat now it's rail it's the it's the similar thing you know because they brought in standing it's a rail seat so in J standing Old Trafford they brought in a rail seat which is obviously standing, um so my little girl's just turned five. So, so I had to swap. I had to do a little bit of a swap to get her in a, a ticket in the uh, in the other end. Because, like you say, you get all like one two, don't you? That, that might not not know about it, or might have got the ticket or swapped or whatever, and ended up. Hang on a minute, what am I doing here? So yeah, I, I think it's been brought in now, and it across the board, not across the board, all over the grounds, but standing is a thing again. Yeah, and yeah. I think, to be honest I think with you, I think it's a good look as well because where where we are in the Stratford end, and we're not exaggerating. It sounds like oh, you know, you make it up, but it's true. People are like breaking legs and stuff, you know, diving about in them seats. Like seriously, yeah. because it's not they're not made for standing. They're like yeah. the seats. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, okay, it's not solving the problem. People are always gonna do that anyway. But I think having a designated place where it's standing, hopefully it'll get expanded as well when they see that there's not gonna be any miver like there was last time, obviously. Yeah. And you can sort it out because I would love I would love to, you know, when I was a kid, standing was, was a big part of going to Old Trafford. I'd love to see more of that not just Old Trafford, but across football in general, because I think it does improve the atmosphere. Yeah, to be honest with you, I ever I when I think back of it, I've never sat down in the Stretford end. Whenever I've been to the Stretford end, <laughs> any match I've been in there, I've always stood up through the whole match, you know what I mean? So yeah, I just wanted to see what he was saying at the Etihad. One thing before we move off this topic, um, Mike, Kyle Walker, he was on the bench. Did you see that as he he was dropped after his red card of life. So, well, did you just see it? I've listened, there's a lot of games coming up. So, I've arrested him. How, 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 how did you see it? A bit of both, to be honest with you. I thought what he did in the week there was ridiculous. Um, mm. At the same time, there's a lot of games going up. I don't think anyone's taking it too personal. Um, yeah. You know, I think I've seen it as a bit of both. Um, like you said, he's going to be he's going to be needed, I think. I'm pretty sure Kinsolo after his yellow card at the weekend suspended for the Leeds game. So actually he might that might have just sorted itself out. I need to check that, but um I know I think someone's definitely be suspended. But yeah, I've I just seen it as a bit of both really. And you know, there's a lot as you say, there's a lot of games coming up. So he will be needed. Yeah, yeah. Now I hear that busy period, Christmas, isn't it? Well listen, obviously this time of year, City United, all top teams get linked to players in obviously Throughout the whole season, people have been talking about City need a striker, this and that. But obviously, of late, yeah, I've noticed they've been linked with um, Jao Felix, Erling Haaland and Frankie de Jong. So, Mike, out of them three men there, yeah, obviously all of them are very talented young players, isn't it? Like, which one would you spend your money on for City right now? Would it be Frankie, the midfielder, or the deep-line midfielder? Would it be Haaland, the, the bagsman through the middle? Or would it be Felix, who's a multi-positional, talented youth that Pep kind of likes? Where, where, where would you put your 80 million, 90 million? Hundred million pounds. 
So it's an easy answer. I think a couple of weeks ago, you guys asked me on here, do we need a number nine? And I've always maintained we don't need one. But if one came along, then I'd take one. So at the moment, if there's, an, if there's, a, if there's someone said to me, is there an area where you'd, uh, you'd, you, you can see that there could be um, instant improvements, it would be as a, as a, in that set forward position. So it would be hard. It would be hard. And like I say, I, I maintain we don't need one. But if one came, we don't need any of them three just need in terms of we're crying out for a position in that position but if there's one that we did need it would be the it would be the hand um so that's where yeah. that's where I'd go well, like you said um it's proving time and time again in terms of his goal scoring record but again it's one of those um with anything you know um a move to a different league can bring up all kinds of new challenges which certain uh, which certain men are equipped for but I'd be glad to see Harlan walk through that door and yeah are you man are you are you man ready to deal with Mino Rayola though? Because because Mino Mino can be a problem sometimes, you know. And to be honest with you, he ain't gonna be coming for no cheap money. Do you think, yeah, City should do all they can to get him, or do you not see uh, like I'm gonna put it because obviously City are gonna want someone who can put these chances away in it type of thing, and the fans can see it as well. So it's a case of all right, Harlem becomes available. Yeah, he's got he's, obviously he's got like his, his release course, but if it becomes like a bidding war where one team wants him, two teams want him, Bayern want him, Real Madrid want him. Do you think City should go all out? Like, nah, we're going to stamp our foot down on this one. He's the guy we want. Or do you think it should just be a case of, listen, Erling, we're in for you. If you want to come to us, cool. If you don't, we'll move somewhere else. Like, because City have been like that a lot of the time. And if there's somebody who, 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 like Sanchez, they were linked with Sanchez, they were talking about Sanchez, and then it kind of went a bit funny. And, and City just moved on in it. Like, so... Do you think this is a case where Haaland, you know what, if he's not on it, leave him. Or, nah, we really want you, son. Come, come. Do you know what I mean? Like, how, 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 how are you seeing that one? I, I thought, see, I think, I think, so if we take the two Manchester clubs in it, we're both in slightly different um, positions in it, in terms of, we're in a position of, obviously we're winning stuff and there's a, there's a bit of a structure. Don't get me wrong, I honestly think Grealish signing's kind of altered that and just did the fact the status that Grealish was at, and we've signed him, and, and the, 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 the rumoured amounts he's coming on, and the position he's taken up in addressing. So I don't think we should be held to ransom for, for anyone. I don't think we need to be. Um, but mm. I don't think there'd be any harm in showing a player like Haaland actually you could come in and be the answer to helping us um, get to where we need to be. And that's not saying that them hold City to ransom. By the same time, you know, I think. It's weird. It's one of those in it. Like I think that I think that really signing's done a lot in it because I think one or two. Have looked, what do you mean? So I think one or two would have looked at that and thought, right, okay, um, if City are willing to go all that way for that for for a a, 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 a kid of Grealish's stature, good player, but generally mm. not formed in the Champions League. There's a lot of stuff that Haaland's agent will be able to point to. Um, that Grealish agent couldn't point to, and many others, and start demanding higher fees and, and higher and higher rates and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so I think it's kind of set a bit of a, I would say, a, a major presence. But it's given something, you know, when you're going into the negotiating table in any negotiation, you can look at what's gone before and the the the, the type of business the, the clubs conducted before. And I think you guys are in the same boat. To be honest with you, um, I think this guys yeah. that you guys have seen signed for big money and. Um, big amounts and that have gone in and, and started earning a lot that when new players are coming now they can start pointing at and thinking look at that I think you know and I'm not talking mm. about Ronaldo because obviously Ronaldo's a, a guy that's achieved stuff in the game there's other guys 
are coming for Yeah, the look, 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 yeah, look, look like Sanchez, the wages that Sanchez was on, innit? If you're a Pogba or someone like that, you're going to be looking at that big... What? Hold on a sec, I, we I, need to draw. I, I pray to God. I mean, I like Erling Haaland. He's, he's a phenomenal talent and I'd love to see him at Old Trafford, but I don't even know if the Rayola headache's worth them either. Honestly, the guy's just... It's just non-stop with him. Again, this week, it's non-stop. And you just wonder, like, you know, there was a talk wonder of us getting him from um, Salzburg, was it? Sorry, not Salzburg. When, where, um, yeah, where was it? Sorry, pundit, before he went. To, yeah, yeah, I think um, it was. Yeah, I think it was yeah, Salzburg. Salzburg. So Salzburg, when it's sorry, I was, it was, he went, it was at Molde, then he went to Salzburg, then it was um, Dortmund. There was struggles getting him then, and, and, you know, all this stuff going on with Riola. The Pogba stuff has been non stop. I mean, it's just whether you can deal with Riola in it, and I don't. I know Pep and Riola have had a little bit of a thing, but nothing like recently. So I don't think I don't think that'd be a major issue. But United and Riola have just got this proper problematic relationship, and the thought of us getting Haaland or trying to get Haaland deal with him again just fills me with dread. To be honest with you, because yeah. the guy just he's bad vibes. Yeah, we're talking about bad vibes and good vibes on Manchester United. Listen. They took on Norwich away from home. It's been a good week for Ralph Ragnick. You get me, like, two wins and a draw. Do you know what I mean? For your first seven days, Manchester United Football Club, you couldn't have asked for more two clean sheets as well, really. So, yeah, um, we're going to talk about the United match. 1-0 win away from home. And it was Ronaldo again on the score sheet. Do you know what I mean? Winning games, penalty kicks. But overall, personally, I thought it was a pretty poor performance. In fact, it was a pretty poor, poor performance all round. Do you know what I'm saying? There was only a couple of men that could probably hold their head above the parapet. Do you know what I'm saying? But it's one of them, in it? Like, in terms of in terms of Manchester United, yeah, they're going to have to... I think United fans are going to have to have, have a little bit of patience, in it? Because Ralph's not going to come in and it's not going to be in three weeks' time. Oh, yeah, yeah. All, all of a sudden, United are playing some brand new football, looking brand new and all that. They've still got the same personnel. And the manager's going to take time. He's still working out his players. Do you know what I'm saying? So... It'll be a few months, I think. And let's not forget, it even took Pep Guardiola 12 months and he had to dismantle half of his team yeah, before City and, and go with no trophies for 12 months. Three transfer windows before City even started being what City are now under Pep. So for us, I think for us and United fans to expect this guy to just come in and all of a sudden play a certain way straight away and it looked top-notch and polished and everything, I think it's a bit asking a bit, a bit too much. I don't know how much of the game... Like, did you see, Moy? I was, yeah, because uh, me and you were chatting, I was telling you earlier, I was at my daughter's birthday party and it was like this play factory and me and my father-in-law were like over his phone because I didn't have a signal. He had a bit of a signal. So we were getting yeah. bits in a game, like 10 minutes here, five minutes here. It was a bit of a yeah. nightmare. Um, and for, to be honest with you, it sounded like it did me a favour. I got home and I watched the highlights and it took me about two minutes to watch all the highlights from the game, to be honest with you. <laughs> so I was going to pick your brains a bit more because obviously you saw the full night here. From yeah. what I saw, it looked like, you know, and the fact it was only a 1-0 thanks to a penalty against a side that were bottom, it wasn't a, a great performance by Manchester United. A lot of the talk on my timeline and from what I saw myself was was about um, was about the midfield, really. I thought Fred was getting a lot of credit. And I wanted to ask you a little bit about the, 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 the McFred thing. Did you think mm. they played well? And also, um, Rashford and Bruno were getting a lot of grief. And I wanted to ask you about yeah. them too as well. I know there's a lot that I'm asking you, but just... No, that, no, no, we'll get in it. Those, those, you know, the two midfielders and the two attackers. Yeah. You know, what did you make uh, of them? Because it seemed like some were getting, the two midfielders were getting praised and the two attackers were getting a bit of grief from what I saw. Yeah, well, I think, let's start with the midfielders, yeah. The, the McFred, see this praise thing that United fans have got going on because guys were doing what they were supposed to be doing. To me, 
It was it was standard, but the truth of the matter is Billy Gilmore was the best central midfielder on the park. Now he's well, a Chelsea loaning. Do you know what I'm saying? On loan at Norwich, yeah. and they couldn't really get nowhere near him. Now, what I will say is that I did see McTominay try and play forward a bit more. I did see Fred try and play a bit forward a bit a bit, a bit more. So obviously. Ralph's got them in, in it and spoke to them and said, listen, you man, stop passing sideways, stop passing backwards. I don't like it. Try and pass forward. So they tried to do that. So, but overall, they got schooled by Billy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Banging yeah. the centre of the park. That's, that's, that's the truth of it. So as much as they improved slightly in what they were doing personally on the ball, it still isn't good enough for Manchester United. Football club, and <clears throat> listen, there's a long way to go in it. And, and Ralph's going to have to sort that out and work out whether these two guys are really going to get him to where he needs to get to. It's going to be interesting to see somebody like Fred alongside a proper DM and a proper centre midfielder, just just to see whether he's of those levels and can operate with someone. Because sometimes your partner, whoever's beside you, can either build you up, you know, or sometimes, sometimes you can drop to their level because a man might not be giving you the right angles. Do you know what I'm saying? He might not be doing the right triangles. Do you know what I'm saying? So things sometimes fall apart and sometimes things can work. Now, Rashford and Bruno were terrible, both of them. Do you get me? Both of them have yeah. got to look themselves in the mirror and ask themselves, what on earth was going on? Bruno, I watched, Marty, right? I was watching Bruno, yeah? And I'm seeing yeah. simple things go away. We're going to speak a bit more about Bruno in a bit, but yeah. simple things were going away. Do you know what I mean? Like through balls, simple passes, crossfield passes, his torch, his technique, his ball retention, it was all off. Do you get me? And, and it's simply not good enough, but we've seen this from Bruno. Do you understand me? But Rashford, He's another one. Yesterday, whenever it was, it was it was a poor performance from him. But with him, you got to look at it like this, yeah, because a lot of people do forget that he's had no preseason. That was his first ninety minutes of football, competitive football, in over a year, in over half a year. That's a long time. Do you understand me? And and he's had injuries, so he's trying to work back. But that's not that's no excuse for his performance yesterday, because when the ball comes to your foot. What are you doing with the ball? Do you know what I'm saying? And yesterday, it wasn't good enough from, from both of them, Motty, and, 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 and Sancho as well. Sancho as well, do you know what I mean? Like, all them... And Ronaldo, even though he got the goal, he was poor. So, Ralph's got a lot to do. He's got to work out what's his best combination because I personally think there's a little bit of a problem. And the problem is this, is that all of those United tackers think that they're some sort of superstar. And when I yeah. say that, I mean, Sancho's been bought for £80 million. He thinks he should be playing. He's the man. Rashford's got the number 10 on his back. That's a big shirt. That's after Rooney. Do you understand me? He thinks yeah. he should be on penalties. He thinks he should be doing that. Then you've got Bruno. He came in. He got given the penalties. You do this. The stats, glorified, marketing, whatever, boom. And then you've got Cristiano Ronaldo. So what you've got is a mixture of four guys who feel like they should be the main man somehow, even though they know Ronaldo's the main man now who's coming. Whereas if you look at, say, for example, Liverpool with Klopp, Mane wasn't a superstar. Salah wasn't a superstar. Firmino wasn't a superstar. Henderson wasn't a superstar. Milner wasn't a superstar. Andy Robertson wasn't a superstar. Trent wasn't a superstar. And that's who Klopp's built his team around. Humble guys that are still willing to put the intense work in to prove themselves. Do you know what I'm saying? And United are going to have to find guys and work with the guys that are already there that have got that in, in, in intensity and hunger and desire to be something that they're not already. Do you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, there's a lot of work there for Ralph Mottis. Like, to be honest. And one last thing. Aaron Wan-Bissaka might as well just, just stay away because I'm quite happy with Diego De lot to be quite yeah, honest. Yeah. You get me? Yeah. yeah. Bro. No, I'll, I'll be honest. I'll be all my hands up. You know, I said after the Villarreal game, he worried me. He worried me a lot. 
because he was all over the gaff. But since then, came in against Arsenal, did a very good job. Palace did a good job. Obviously, I didn't see the game against Norwich, but I'll take your word for it. And what from what I've seen, that he had a very, you know, another good game and he's doing the things that he's asked to do. And I, you know, I was having a chat with someone before and they were talking about this sort of, you know, this box midfield or whatever you want to call it and how important it is and how important the tens are and all this that, and the other. And I was saying, listen, for this to work, two of the most important positions on the pitch have got to be them wing-backs or full-backs, whatever you want to call them, because they've got to be up and down yeah. that line. And yeah. you know, those two guys, Tellers and, and Below, from what I've seen anyway so far, they're doing well. And that could be key because that's one thing that you can't you can't get away with. You can't get away with it, do you know what I mean? In, in some ways, yeah. they're doing almost the job of two, man. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. the Roman, we haven't got a winger, we haven't got a fullback. They're they're both. So it's it's. It, I'm I'm pleased to hear that because for too often, you know, listen, I've defended Aaron Wambasaka a long long time for many many times, including on this podcast. But what I think part of the problem is it's just been like Wambasaka starts, Wambasaka starts, sure starts, sure starts, and it ain't like that mm. anymore. Seriously, yeah, yeah. I think we needed a no, bit of that, right. you know, a bit of competition, and hopefully yeah. these two can keep it going. Because listen, you know, we're gonna have tougher tests than Palace, Arsenal, and. Um, Norwich and it'll be interesting to see how you know those two get on against a, a City or a Liverpool but so far so good from what I've heard and seen of them yeah, so, yeah, yeah. and you know what I will say what I will say is yeah United didn't play well but they still got the result and that's what matters right yeah. about now because yeah. easily under Oli United probably would have lost that game <laughs> do you know what I'm saying so we've got yeah. to look at the positives in it and, and take it forward from there and obviously United what are unbeaten in what the last five games or so now so they're building up some sort of consistency not getting beat which is always a good sign and shout out to um, David De Gea as well because he made some good saves again do you know what I mean so it is what it is and and and, 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 and that's how it is but yeah it was three points for Man United but Martial Motti like obviously he there's been a lot of talk. His agents come out and said that he's off in January, wants to leave, and where, where, where. What, what, what's your take on that situation there? Do you know what, right? Listen, I've, I, you know me, Punda. I tend to back most players and give him a chance and, and think about, oh yeah, okay, I've seen enough and I've seen this and I've seen that and let him prove himself. But the, the cold hard facts with Martial don't, they don't make good reading. You know, I like Tony M. You know, from his debut against the Scouts, just scoring that goal, the FA Cup semi final against Everton. The, the hat-trick against Sheffield United. There's been great moments. You know, he scored 20 goals in a couple of seasons ago. But last season, four Premier League goals, two of which came against Southampton in that 9-0. Now, the all goals count. I'm not discounting it, but you have to put, you know, be realistic about it. And some of the yeah. chances he was missing, you know, the game against Leeds, the game against PSG, where we could have stayed in the Champions League. Even at the yeah. Etihad, where he got man of the match, he missed a sitter. And that, you know, that was unfortunate because I thought like, he needed a goal and people remember it not for the man of the match. They go, again, he's missing chances. He just seems to have lost something for me. Now, people will always go, it's effort and it's attitude and all that. But I'm not always on that one because I think, I don't think a player's missing a sitter because he can't be bothered or he's lazy or he's got a bad attitude. I think a lot of it is confidence with him. He doesn't seem the same confident player that he was a couple of seasons ago. And that's why I think maybe it is better for him to move on. Because yeah. the last the last chance for me, and I think you know we we said it was against Everton. He got a start against Everton, and to be fair to the kid, he scored. But that was the game where you think, now this is it. Now he's got to do something. He's got to, you know, all he's backed him quite a lot. He's got to show us something. Got his goal. Pretty much hasn't done anything in a red shirt since. And I don't really see him fitting into this Ragnik system. His agent's obviously coming out for a reason. There's not. There's not. This isn't his agent going rogue and just saying things that Marshall's going on. What are you saying that for? There's obviously mm. either Ragnick said to him, you're not my guy. He's seen Ragnick and thought this isn't for me. Or Ragnick's, you know, it's just a, a combination of the, the, the two things. 
or his agents had a word with him and said, listen, you know, there's there's other clubs. I can get you a move. I can get you some money. I can get you whatever back in the you know what it, You know what it is? Yeah. Like, you know what it is, Motty, yeah? Go on. Guys, guys like Martial, they need to be playing. If he wants to go to the World Cup, he needs to be playing football. So yeah. with him, he's not playing football at Manchester United. Obviously, he might have had his, his injuries, concerns and whatever. But to me, he reminds me of Depay. He, he reminds me of a player that needs to go somewhere and be the main man. Do you understand me? Yeah. And, that, and that's where he performed because when he was semi the main man, he performed. But when guys right. like Cavani come in, Ibrahimovic come in, Lukaku come in, all these big name ballers up, 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 up top and that, Ronaldo, he, 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 he goes missing. Do you know right. what I mean? And so, point. Do you know what I'm saying? And the, and the pie uh, is the same kind of cat for me. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I think Martial needs to go somewhere like a Leon. Do you know what I mean? If Haaland gets up from Dortmund, go to Dortmund and be the main guy. You get me? And boost yourself, do you know what I'm saying? Because that's what, that's you what know, it is. This, this is what annoys me because the pie's a good example. Because he'll go to somewhere like Dortmund and he'll score some great goals, he will because he's got it in his locker. Yeah. And then people yeah. will be going, Never should have sold him. And it's like, it's not, yeah, not, yeah, you know what I mean? I see it with the pie when the pie used to do something for Leon, people go, I knew we shouldn't have let him go. I'm like, Bro, did you watch him? Did you watch him for Manchester United? For, yeah. you know I mean? It's like, yeah. it's like with Marshall, yeah. I, I don't yeah. like it when I see players that I used to love. Or the players that I do still have a soft spot for performing so badly, and you think this just this doesn't this doesn't have an happy ending. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. just keep putting him in or giving him cameos, it doesn't work out. So I think yeah, if he gets a if he gets a good move somewhere in January, I will I wish him all the luck. And I think he'll go somewhere, like you said, and do well. I don't think he's a bad footballer. He's just not a player yeah. that for me, especially when you've got Sancho, you've got Mason Greenwood, you've got Rashford, you've got players that can play in a similar or identical position to him as well. I just don't see it happening. I just don't think it's going to work out. I think now's the time to, to move on. Yeah, go on, Mike. No, it was just, it was just that point around, uh, please, uh, moving on and doing well. She never should have saw him. Um, it's happened a, a few times over the last few years that y'all played. I think Lukaku's won on to one league titles, Ashley Young. Um, there's a few lads that have gone on and, yeah. you know, took that Leon move and ended up at bigger clubs like Barcelona and stuff. So, Actually, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe that movie came might just reignite and refresh it, and it, maybe it isn't them. I think, I think what that's showing it. Just, I just named a few there, but I think yeah. what that might be showing is, Come on. maybe the the setup at your club isn't right. So actually, well, these players are now realizing actually I need to get out of this hellhole to go and find, <laughs> to go and find, yeah. go and find. <laughs> To go find a better path, didn't it? Like, but hold on, Mike. Hold on, hold on, Mike. Would, on. would you say the same thing about Leroy Sane then? Leroy Sane is so how many Leroy Sane would lead titles in player a year at our club? That, yeah, that's not what I asked you. He's but he's yeah, moved to the bigger, he's moved to a bigger club. What, what Leroy Sane has gone back to Germany, which is home, and I can't deny people like to do that. They need to they need to go back. Like, I we didn't go home. Listen, you know what? No, no, do you know what, right? In all honesty, as as always, when he says something a little bit tongue in cheek, there is a there is a bit of truth to what he's saying. And you yeah. talk about the setup, and I've spoken about this a million times. That is part of the thing, the problem at United, Mike. You're not a million miles away from the truth because a manager comes in, buys Lukaku, makes him his main man. You're my guy, you're my number nine, everything is about you. Yeah. And then another manager comes in and goes, I don't rate you, you're on the bench. Martial's my guy. And then Lukaku's looking at it going, I'm not sticking around there. I'm a, you know what I mean? I'm a 25 goal season striker or whatever. I'm an 80 million pound footballer and you're asking me to play second fiddle to Anthony Martial or to Marcus Rashford. I ain't having it. That's the part of the problem. We've had this sort of boom and bust system with players. Yeah. So that is what, you know, Memphis is another example. Memphis, 
Van Gaal, you're my guy. You're my signing. Dutch and all that. You know, we know each other from the Dutch national team. I love you. Brings him in. Jose comes in, look, takes one look at him and goes, not for me. Not interested at all. Didn't even give him a chance. You're gone. So there is a bit of that. There is a little bit of truth to what you're saying in, in this boom and bust thing we've gone through with managers. It does lead to a lot of players getting brought in and within two seasons getting carted off, usually for a loss as well, just from a business point of view. We usually take a little bit of a loss on these players. Yeah, but... but, but that is something but, that can be addressed. Yeah, but doesn't that happen at every single football club? Because yeah, I, mean, I remember... Yeah, it, it, it does, but I think my issue with, with that... You, you're right, Pundit, but my issue with United is it happens a lot more at United than it should. I mean, we've gone through, you know, the turnover... Of, mm. of because you know people always point to the Chelsea thing, the Ch- Chelsea. But Chelsea tends to keep like a pretty similar spine for their managers. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like they'll have a, a spine that managers come in, whether that spine was going back to Petr Cech, John Terry, Frank Lampard, and Drogba, to you know I don't know Aspicoleta, Kante, Costa, or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like the yeah. Hazard. There was a time when it was Hazard, and it's Costa, and it's Kante, and there's always that similar with United. It's almost like it's a complete revolving door of players. Every time a manager comes in, you know, one minute Herrera and Fellaini and Lukaku are your main men and Sanchez. And the next minute it's Rashford and Martial and, and Bruno or whatever. It's just, that's the thing. There's not really a system where one or two players move on. It seems to be massive signings and then they move on within an 18 month or two years. And that, yeah. that, for me, is part of the reason United have struggled. Not the whole reason, but part of it. Yeah, well, obviously, Ralph seems like he's trying to set down the law, isn't it? Which a lot of yeah. United fans are taking to. We were saying... Do you know what? If you want to be here, then be here. He doesn't believe in really convincing people that don't want to be here. And you know what? You want to hear that as a fan, innit? If you don't want to be here, then bounce. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, he spoke about Pogba and he said that about him as well. Do you know what I mean? Well, he didn't say about him, but he said he wants to meet him when he gets back to England and talk to him and see where he's at and see if he can fit him into his system. So, yeah, I think it's something for Mino to think about and Pogba to think about because Pogba's in a strong position, innit? We said last week, do you know what I mean? Like, he can start talking to man. In, 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 in a few weeks' time, do you know what I mean? So, it is what it is. But go on, Jay. Well, because, like, we're in a situation now with Pogba where it's literally a matter of weeks before he can put pen to paper and we still don't know yeah. what's happening with him. Now, you can blame Paul Pogba. You can blame Mino Riola. But the club have got to look at themselves as well because we've let ourselves yeah. be put into this position. Let's not forget, we got Paul Pogba, and you'll know it better than anyone, in 2010 from Liava when he was a kid. And they were kicking off about it because they'd, like train this player as a youngster and they wanted to, you know, hopefully see him blossom for them. We got him. And then like, as soon as he's 18, he's already making move, like waves that he wants to move on. He wants to go to Juve. So he's only, he's left once to go to Juve. So it's not like this is a diehard United fan who grew up in Old Trafford or Salford or whatever and was desperate to play for Manchester United. He wasn't. Went to Juve and comes back for big money. But you, my point is, you already know this is a player that might not want to stay here forever. And yet you don't make any plan. You don't have a, a structure or a, an idea. It's like, we'll just let his contract run down and then we'll get into a position where now there's almost nothing we can do. It's, the, it's completely his decision now. If he says, right, I'll put pen to paper, great. If he says, right, I'm going, we ain't going to get any money for him. Do you know what, what I mean? Would you, like, what, would you do? what would you do if you were him? I'm thinking of Pogba now. What, what I'd, leave, I'd leave on a free. Would you get off? If, yeah, if, mate, if, I mean, I'd get think, off. How many top clubs do you think actually... How many clubs out there do you think would think, yeah, definitely for me, um, that you think it works? I, yeah, well, you've got to look at it like this, what Pogba is. So Pogba's a footballer, but Pogba's also a big business and a big brand, isn't it? So you look at it for a football club. Say someone like PSG, to get Paul Pogba on a free, home, home, home country, it's easy, that. Juventus, on a free. You got Real Madrid, on a free. 
Look, look how many man PSG picked up last, last summer on a free. You're not just buying Paul Pogba the footballer. You're buying Paul Pogba the brand as well, innit? And and obviously for Pogba, he's in a strong position. Like no no, no transfer, he's gonna get the signing on free. Do you know what I mean? It makes sense for him if I was him. As much as I'm a United fan, I don't like to say, it, but I'd be I won't be signing no contract at Manchester United because over the last five years I've stayed there, and guess what? We ain't challenged for the for a league title. We ain't well, challenged for a Champions League. That brings me on. Go to on, bro. Question, and that brings me on to a wider question. So I've I've I nailed it down to Paul Pog, but actually the wider question is: if you're 28 and mm. you've not done much, and you're thinking, I need to start. Well, I wanna I wanna win trophies like right now. Do you think mm. the United project, or whatever you want to call it, is offering anything that gives any player, top player across Europe, things are going to be won in the next eight to two years? Just no. not, just like, let's not kill ourselves, yeah? Because we've been here before. You was pointing out the other week, Mike. You know, you've heard all this before with a new manager and, and plans and, and all this stuff. Now, I'm a little bit more confident because we're talking more about a structure and a, you know, a footballing man being charged, overseeing football decisions. But I'm by no means expecting titles do you know what I mean? Or we're going to be winning the Champions League in the next few years or whatever. And I think that we've got to be realistic of where we are. This is the longest we've gone without a trophy in my lifetime. You know, my, the, the, the longest we've ever gone is five years since I've been, you know, I was born in 1980. And it's five years, there's both time, um, I think from 85 to 90, so I don't really remember that. But that's the longest we've ever been without a trophy. And we're, we're heading there now. So where we are at, we, are, we can't go to players and say, you come here, you're going to win the title, you're going to win the Champions League, or you're going to be challenging for them. You know, Liverpool and City can do that because the proof's there in the last few years. That's what you guys have been doing. We haven't. So what we've have still got is obviously we're still one of the biggest clubs around. We are. We've still got all that. You still are going to offer, you know, there's still a lot of quality in the squad and there's still, um, we, we can still go toe-to-toe with anyone in terms of wages. I think there's one or two that we can do. So there's still a lot to offer there. But in terms of going, you're going to come in, you're going to win trophies. You can't, you know, you've got to be realistic about it. That's not where we're at the minute. That brings, We've got to get there. To a, We've got to get to, to that. We've got to topic later on in it, but... Yeah. That, 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 that's like, so... But even if you're 23 now... Yeah. Do you go Man United on the basis that you may be in, in the, the trophy hunt in three to four years' time, possibly sooner, depending on how things pan out? Is that yeah. not... Is that not... The position that you guys find yourselves in now, do you not feel it's a massive... The whole thing's a snowball into a massive setback in terms of people have got decisions to make. All right, like you said, you come into um, play for uh, one of the more historical clubs in, in in English football. But do you care about that? It's not just this issue, though, is it? No, you know, you're still playing in front of seven. You're playing in front of more fans than any other club in England every week. Do you know what I mean? You're still playing in one of the biggest clubs in the world. Let's not kid ourselves at Manchester United just because we haven't won anything for a few years. And we are. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. there is that. Do you know what I mean? It's like I've seen top players go to Blackburn and play in front of 19,000 fans every week and we haven't won a trophy for four years. I've seen them go with no disrespect, go to City before City were winning things, playing in front of fewer fans with a club that hadn't won anything, but buying into what City were trying to do. So it's not just about like old history and all that. I think most people, most young players don't care about history. I think you have to offer them something, something other than that. I think if you can buy into the facts of, okay, we've got good young players we've got coming through, you're going to be playing on a, on a platform that you know your talents merit and things like that, that can be attractive, as well as the wages things. Because let's face facts, a lot of players are playing based purely on money. Do you know what I mean? It's like all the other well, stuff is secondary. Money is a big motivating factor. And United are willing to pay wages. So there is that thing. I think just in terms of you come here and you win trophies, 
the, the evidence doesn't support that right now. It doesn't. You can yeah. say, we're going well, to challenge. This is our plan. But you can't say to someone, you come here, you're going to win the Champions League within three years because that's what we do. Because they're going to go, well, you haven't won the Champions League since 2008. So that's a lot. Of- yeah. Well, the thing is, with, with, with what Mike, you said there, you made a good point, you know, because it goes deep that, you know, because check it out, yeah? A 23-year-old now would have been 13 years old the last time they saw Manchester United win a league title. Yeah? A 17-year-old would have been seven years old. So when you check it out now, right, what's going to happen at Manchester United? It's important because it's a generational thing. Sooner or later, if United don't start winning the Premier League pretty soon, there's going to be a generation of kids, yeah, that are not going to view Manchester United in the same way that we, that are a bit older, view Manchester United. So if you went to a kid now, before Klopp came into Liverpool, and you went to a 15-year-old, 17-year-old, 19-year-old, 21-year-old and said to them, Liverpool are this, Liverpool are that, they'd be like, right, I've never seen Liverpool do anything. Do you know, I've never seen Liverpool do anything like that. Do you understand me? Because they went 30 years without a league title. So, yeah, they're still a big club. Yeah, they still have the history. But that lore of winning stuff right now isn't there. Do you understand me? And United have got to be very careful because, there's a, like I said a minute ago, there's a generation of kids that are growing up that are not seeing Man United win titles. They're seeing Manchester City win titles. Do you understand me? So when both clubs come into it, come into it, if you're not of a generation that knows about Manchester United's history and was brought up on, on Fergie and rare, 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 it's not going to mean anything to you. Do you get me? And that's and that's and that's a big thing. Because I hear some young people out here disrespecting AC Milan because they've not seen AC Milan do anything in a long time. Whereas I remember AC Milan, Mike's and you, I'm and Motti, we remember AC Milan. So we'll hold them in a certain regard, innit? Do you get me? So it is what it is, and, and I think it's I think it's one of them, innit? Like, in terms of Pogba and Marty Allen, guys leaving and Man United offering a certain project. United have not had that stability to offer anybody anything, can it? So, and plus, when you're bringing in guys like David Moyes, what, what, is, like, what are you offering a man? Do you get me? Like, how can you go to Tony Cruz with David Moyes as your manager, yo? Come on. Do you know what I'm saying? So, it is what it is, isn't it? And United have messed up a long time. But seeing as we're talking about... What do you say? That, just on that... About, go on, Mike. Is it Tim Sherwood had a similar sort of view about it's Ralph Ragnick guy, but that that oh, come on, Mike, Mike, you started that <laughs> sentence off very badly. I would listen to your opinion on anything nine times, well, any day of the week over Tim Sherwood, Mike. I don't care what the guys won when he was at Blackburn. He's he's an idiot. Well, that's the Do you know what I mean? Well, he is. The he's a, the guys are yeah, because actually he's got more football. He's, he's won more. Elite trophies than the guy that's in charge, so actually, uh, <laughs> by that, by that rationale, like you know, Luke, Chad, Luke Chadwick could make a better manager than 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 uh, than it or Shinji Kagura, I don't know, you know, Tom Cleverly or whatever. It's not just about what you've won as a player in it; it's about what you've done as a manager. And you know, this is don't forget some of the, the nonsense that Tim Sherwood has said in the past about pretty much any foreign manager that's come in. So whilst there might be an argument to be had about Ralph Radnick, and you were having this argument last week, and we had it. You know, if you actually listen to what Tim Sherwood said, he contradicted himself in one sentence. He said, Ralph Radnick has earned the right to be manager of Manchester United, but he's very lucky to be there, which doesn't make any sense to me. I consider myself a, 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 an intelligent man, and that made zero sense to me. I think Tim Sherwood's just a bit Brexit, to be honest with you. <laughs> so, but Mike, let me ask you a question, right? As a City fan, yeah? Right, obviously, everyone talks about the KDB Bruno comparison. So I just want to ask you a quick. I want to ask you both a quick question. Yeah, do you rate Bruno Fernandez, Mike? He's a good player. But when I say do you rate him, I mean do you look at him and think, do you know what? 
you know, he's top notch him, you know, because there's a difference in it. Because I hear you talk about Bernardo and you're like, yeah, yeah, top notch, top notch. I hear you talk about KDB, yeah, top notch. Foden, top notch. Is Bruno Fernando, Fernandez, sorry, in them realms or is he just not that good? I'll, I'll be honest with you, I, I, I don't watch him enough. And it's one of those in it where, you know, if you to pull out the Bruno Fernandes highlight reel of his good bits, you'd think, Jesus, what, what a guy in that. Um, like, mm. You put him right up there. But uh, if you put it in the whole scheme of things, the team that is in, the other players that is around, I'm talking your other headline guys that you guys come on here and rave about, the, why is it the team further on? Is that down to purely management or are, are, are there some deficiencies in games and that. So, uh, for me, I think Bruno Fernandes is a good player, but do you know what I think? Uh, from what I've seen, he reminds me of a, a good individual player that has his own special moments. I don't really, and I know he's probably got a number of assists, but I don't, he doesn't look like a, a, a player that you fight, he, he, he's a cog in a wheel of a team. He looks like he's a player that performs and produces special moments in his own right, which in some ways it's good. Especially if your team hasn't got a, a, a way of playing, a, a proper philosophy that everyone's got instructions that to stick by. Um, but it's fantastic um, if your team, like I say, if your team hasn't got a, a, a philosophy and, and a way of playing and he can pop up with a bit of an individual uh, brilliance, that's great. But if there's a structure, people need to do things, keep the ball moving quickly, be in certain areas and arrive at the right time, and he's not conforming to that, then it, them type of players are a problem, innit? And like I say, I've not seen enough of Bruno Fernandes and also. I'm not sure I can judge him based on the two football geniuses you've had in charge before. So, yeah. you know, it is, it's one of them. Yeah, yeah. Marty, Marty what, what, do you, what do you make of Bruno? Uh, do you know what? I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a big, I am a big Bruno fan. Um, you know, I look at that 2-0 defeat to Berlin, how I felt then and what was going on and the way he just turned everything around, almost single-handedly. Do you know what I mean? For that 21 game run or whatever it was and, we were six points off top four and he, we finished third and he scored all them goals. And, you know, I know Max, I know what you mean about individual moments of brilliance, but he has got a lot of assists as well. I think the problem with Bruno, and is I'm not completely blind to his faults, is when he's bad, he's very bad. And I think he tries too hard when things are going wrong. I saw him come on against West Ham in the Cup, in the Carabao Cup, and every ball he was trying to play was like, you know, let's, let's, let's create a goal out of this, no matter what the situation is. Sometimes you just got to keep it simple, keep possession not play, try and play the 70-yard pass or try and shoot from 40 yards out or whatever. So I'm hoping that Ralph Ragnick can have a word with him and try to calm him down a bit at times because he does try a little bit harder than he needs yeah. to. And I think one thing he should benefit from is now having these players around him because for far too long under Solskjaer, it was all about Bruno. Bruno's the one. Stop Bruno, you stop United. Bruno's the one that creates the chances. Bruno's the one that gets the goals. Bruno's the one that does this. Like you were saying earlier, takes the penalties, takes the free kicks, everything. We don't, we, don't, we don't need that now. Got other players there. And I think he needs to adapt his game a little bit to be able to play alongside the Masons and the, uh, the Ronaldos and not try and do it all himself. So, yeah, I'm a big Bruno fan, but I think we have to you know, be honest about it. He has had some bad games this season. And I think hopefully now we have got a manager who knows how to play a certain way, he can get the best out of Bruno because I think he's a great talent. I really do. Yeah, me personally, on Bruno, he's a probability player. And what oh, that okay. means is, out of every 10 actions that he does, eight actions he gets wrong and two actions he gets right. And usually, his two actions are a goal and an assist or two and assist. When those <laughs> did, you two actions... the, did you see the Champions League start? 
from uh, yeah. Well, was it we broke the record or something for the most assists in a game? Yeah, in a champ. Well, the, the, problem, the, the half, problem, the first half, he'd given away the ball more than any yeah. player like in, in United's history or something. No, I'm exaggerating. Right. But so, be, so it was like you know, yeah. So, famine so what it. it is? So what it is when the two when the two uh, the two decisions that he makes are right don't happen. He makes ten actions that are wrong, and that's what you get like Norwich City. So what it is is with Bruno, yeah. It's like a fast food takeaway. He produces a lot, but it's not always quality. Do you understand me? That's what he is. And you've got yeah. to understand with Bruno, his ball retention is very poor. Simple passes sometimes are very poor. And sometimes he's got no substance to his play. Now, a coach has got to get hold of him. And he's got to... Because he's, he, he's, a, he's a mature player. How old is he? 26. 26, 27, yeah. 27, yeah. So he's a mature player. So a lot of those habits, should be take, he should be taking care of the pass. Pass appreciation, do you know what I mean? Simple yeah. stuff I'm seeing that are not very good. And don't get me wrong, Bruno has got fantastic stats. Do you get me? Whether it's penalties, whatever assists, it's fantastic. But having good stats does not make you a great player all round. And like Mike's was saying, in a structured team, that you have to show yourself differently, in it. And it's going to be interesting under Ragnick to see what happens because I don't think he can do this takeaway fast food football. Do you understand me? And 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 get away with it as much as he could do under Oli Ball. Do you know what I mean? So for him, I think he's decent, but I think I think he's a good player. But he, he's got to improve a lot, especially if you want a bit of top, like the top player in the top team winning stuff. Because let's not let's have it right. He's been at United a few years now. They've been to a few semi-finals and whatever, and he's not produced. Do you understand me? Do you know what I mean? He does, you know, I think this is going to be hurting him more than anyone because, you know, we speak about Pogba, we speak about whoever, they've won something. Pogba's got a World Cup, Pogba's got trophies at Juve, he's got, even at United, he's won something, you know, even like Sir Rashford have won, you know, a European trophy at United, albeit the Europa and and an FA Cup, whatever. Bruno's got nothing to show for his career. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's not get it too... Yeah, I was, so were you part of the Portugal winning squad that won the Euros and the Nations no, no, yeah, but it's uh, nah, nah. um, sorry, no, 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 not the um, not the Euros in 2016, was it? Sorry, um, I don't think he was part of that squad in the Euros. Uh, um, I don't know, no, nah, well, nah, I do I'm know, pretty, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure he wasn't. Um, I'm pretty sure, in fact, so I'll, I'll double check now because you got me guessing. I don't think, in terms of honors, what he's got in, the, in, his, in his sort of trophy cabinet, and let me get this right, I'll actually bring it up. He's got um, he's got a couple of Cups in, in he's got a cup in Portugal, um, and he's got yeah. So he's got the UEFA Nations League, and he's got a cup in Portugal. So it's not completely bare, but let's have it right for a 27 year old who has been you know spoken about as highly as Bruno Fernandes and been so heavily involved in a club like Manchester United for a few years. That's not a good return, is it? Yeah, and let's you know have, what? And, let's be honest. And you know what, United fans, yeah, we got to keep it real. We got to stop comparing him to KDB because it's not. It's there's levels in it, and he's not. I don't think he's of the KDB's level. The KDB's winning player of the season twice, two times in a row and all them type of things there. So we've got to get it right. And to be honest with you, Bruno's not even a traditional number 10. I call him a roaming striker. That's what he does. A lot, a lot of the time, if you look at his average positions, he's the furthest man forward sometimes, you get me? But that is what it is. He's got improvements to make. But listen, let me ask you one question before we dip off, yeah? You see money in trophies, yeah? Because there's a lot of men out here that are playing for money. There's a lot of men that want trophies in the cabinet, yeah? For you two, what's most important? Generational wealth or a bag of cabinet with a bag of medals in it? Which one's more important for you? I, for me, I'd have to say medals. And I think the, the, the thing as well with, with with medals as well, if you've won loads of trophies and loads of medals as, as a player, 
that can lead to more money for you if you are money orientated. I see a lot of ex-pros who win a lot who get the big gigs, get a lot of the gigs that we see on the telly and stuff like that, or even as coaches and stuff. Um, but just as a player, I don't think you run around the playground or whatever or on the training pitch when you're a kid going, I hope I'm, you know, I'm the highest earner at United or I hope I'm the highest earner at City or whatever. You think, I hope I'm scoring the Champions League winning goal or whatever or I'm hoping I'm going to win loads of things. So for me, it'd be trophies. But I don't know, maybe there are kids running around the playground now celebrating getting a new contract or whatever or being the highest earner. But I just think as, as a footballer, you'd always want to win things, wouldn't you? Not just earn lot, the most money. Maybe yeah, mine's what you're saying. Naive. So, um, I'll be honest with you. When you when you flip this out and said, "Yeah, we're gonna have a bit of a," because I noticed you posted a bit of a poll on Twitter, and I, can't, I don't know how it ended out. I found this a really, really tough one. I'll be honest with you, because I, I thought I thought about it, I thought it through. Like Jay Motti said, I broke it down. I thought, let me take this back a step, and I did that whole going back um, to your your younger days in terms of um, achievement. So maybe it's playing for the school footy team. Cup finals, whatever, and then I, I compare I compared that to when an auntie or an uncle used to give you a bit of money for a birthday and all that. And thinking, what do you remember? <laughs> and remember more. It sounds ridiculous. <laughs> I know, what do you What do you kind That's of remember fair. more and live by? And to be fair, you can't even remember who gives you those bits of cash, can you? But yeah. then, as you get older, you, you um, depending on life circumstances, things change in it. Especially, like I say. Think about this, if you're a kid that's grown up from tough, humble surroundings and all you want is not just the best for yourself, because let's just be honest, winning trophies self-achievement in it. It's for yourself to have personal accolade. But really and truly, if someone turned around, if we flip that question and someone said, would you rather have a Champions League medal or would you ever, everyone in your family that you've grown up with in generations and generations to come out of poverty? Because remember, some of these kids are coming from poor places and be able to live mm-hmm. the good life. You throw that Champions League medal away for to make sure that your people are living the good life in it. So yeah. I think that's a really tough question. Um, and, and even that down to there's some ex-pros that you hear about have had to sell the nah, night that's a, the FA that's, Cup medal just to get a bit of That's a good point. Nobby Styles did it, didn't he? He sold his, his Champions League winning medal or European Cup winning medal, his, his World Cup winning medal. He sold him when yeah. he um but I think we're in. A, I think we're in a place now. I know it's a, it's just it's a question that's set a certain way. But I think we're in a stage now where, if you're at a level where you're winning Champions Leagues and, and trophies like that, you've probably got enough money to look after everyone in your family. Do you know what I mean? Like, probably. But yeah, I, I get Do you know what? I, I, I was racking my brain for a player. I couldn't find one. Right. I, I throw it to you guys. Has Luke Chadwick won a Champions League? Was he on one of the bench? One nah, of nah, he's won, he's, won, um, he's won a Premier League, Luke Chadwick. That's it. He's won a, a right, Premier League okay. and a, a and Champions League. I'm, not saying, that, I'm not saying he's skint by any means. Yeah. By any means whatsoever. But there'll be players that have had move after move after move after move and have yeah. accumulated loads of dough. And, yeah. you think, and they've got that. And not only have they got the, um, the dough with it, them type of players as well have probably got a bit of status because they've had loads of moves with that as well. Like, you know, yeah. we've got oh, this guy anywhere to go to the world owner, a bit flash and that. Um, probably an example that's had quite a few moves is someone like Elias Juve. He's had loads yeah, of moves. Yeah. You get me? Yeah. Think, for me, if you were to throw Elias Juve out there for a certain generation of new Chadwick, more people probably would have heard of Elias Juve. Yeah. Let's have it right. Yeah. But at yeah, the same yeah. time, as Elias Juve, won as much as Luke, it's one of them, isn't it? So who would you rather be? Yeah. So it's, it's, I, thought, I found that really tough. What, what, where did you sit, Pundit? 
me personally, if, like you said before, if it was a choice of having medals in my cabinet or my family having generational wealth, I'd always choose my family having generational wealth. Do you know what I mean? But obviously winning is part of the sporting, that's your sporting achievement in it. And the money comes with it in it type of thing. So they kind of go hand in hand to a certain extent. But if someone said, oh, listen, you can go and earn £150,000 at Barcelona or go to Newcastle right now, yeah, <laughs> even though they've got all the money and earn four hundred and fifty grand a week, which one are you doing? Do you know what I mean? Which one are you doing? Because you're more likely to win something with Barcelona at this present moment in time, even though they're not great, than you are with Newcastle, who are a relegation for them. But the money in the bank's nice for your family, isn't it? So these are the type of choices sometimes that prop up in it. And in football, it's always the case, isn't it? Like football you know and money. It's easy. Well, go on. That's that's a good point. Like the guy from Sunderland, Ashimov Jan, he went to China, didn't he, for a low, he got a load of dough apparently over there. And that using yeah. that predicament, is it Sunderland? <laughs> no disrespect to Sunderland. Or do you go yeah. to China and just basically raking more than what the top the earners in the Premier earning? Yeah, yeah. It's all mad. It's all I'll mad. You, and I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, when we started this podcast tonight, I didn't expect to hear Luke Chadwick and El Hadj Juf and Asamoji getting Hey, Marty, it's a world game, you get me? That's it what is. it is, man. You know it what is. I mean? The bigger part of people in Africa still tuning, tuning yes. in and that, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, listen, it's another week gone, do you know what I mean? And um, like I said, it's been smiles this week for both clubs um, over the weekend, especially um, three points in the gaff. But listen, people, you know the drill every week I tell you is tell a friend, share the podcast, let them know what's going on. Do you know what I mean? Listen, this is Manchester's realist podcast. You ain't going to get any closer to the two clubs than it. But listen, we're on Spotify, Apple, Google, Spreaker. You know where we're at. You get me? We're here every week. You just knock on and come in the gaff. Do you know what I mean? You know how we get down. So yeah, it's been been lovely. I'm here with, it's me, Pundit Jane. I'm here with Motty, big United fan. I've been here with Mike, big City fan. Until next time, take care, yeah? We're gone. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.